Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we are reading Ezra 7 and 8. And if you haven't already, go ahead and pause the podcast, read the chapters for yourself first. But more specifically, in today's episode, we will be focusing on chapter 7, verse 10. Before we do that, however, I have two quick announcements. The first is that we are well on our way to having 1,000 podcast reviews by the end of January. Thank you so much to those of you who have left reviews, and we look forward to reading your feedback. Thanks. The second announcement is that on December 3rd, we are having a prayer gathering for Join the Journey at Watermark Dallas in the chapel at 5.30 p.m. December 3rd, 5.30 p.m. In short, we are taking over the normal Watermark prayer service and would love to see you there. I'm really excited for this gathering because the Journey staff team and I will get to meet a lot of you listeners in person, which is super fun because you all get to hear my voice all the time. And I will finally get to hear yours as we pray together, celebrating all God has done through Join the Journey this year and expectantly ask Him to move through Join the Journey in 2024. We'll put all the prayer gathering details in the episode description, and we would love nothing more than to see you there and meet you. And even if you don't go to Watermark, you're invited. But all that said, today we are in Ezra 7, looking at one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible, Ezra 7:10. Before we read it, I got to set the scene. We've got to remember that the first wave of Israelites have already returned home from exile. And why were they in exile? Well, the answer is in, in simplest form is simply that God's people ignored God's instruction. God's people ignored God's instruction, and the implications of that choice caught up to them. There were consequences that ultimately culminated in exile. The Israelites were kicked out of their homes. But now, in the book of Ezra, many years later, some of God's people are returning home. And Ezra's like, man, we cannot make the same mistake again. Ezra 7, starting in verse 6, reads, This Ezra was a scribe who was well-versed in the law of Moses, which the Lord, the God of Israel, had given to the people of Israel. He came up to Jerusalem from Babylon, and the king gave him everything he asked for, because the gracious hand of the Lord his God was on him. Some of the people of Israel, as well as some of the priests, Levites, singers, gatekeepers, and temple servants, traveled up to Jerusalem with him in the seventh year of King Artaxerxes' reign. Ezra arrived in Jerusalem in August of that year, verse 9. He had arranged to leave Babylon on April 8th, the first day of the new year, and he arrived at Jerusalem on August 4th, for the gracious hand of his God was on him. This was because, verse 10, this was because Ezra had determined to study and obey the law of the Lord and to teach those decrees and regulations to the people of Israel. I love verse 10. Ezra, our model leader, Reading from the ESV, Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach his statutes and rules in Israel. To study, to do, and to teach. If you've listened to the Ezra bonus episode, you've heard me say it before, but I'll say it again. Ezra knew God's word. He tried to do things God's way, though not perfectly, and he worked to help others stay aligned with God's will. To study, to do, and to teach. Says or 710. One commentator puts it like this. What was introduced to us about Ezra in verse 6 and is now elaborated on in verse 10 
is that now Ezra had determined in his heart to study the law of the Lord, obey it, and teach its statutes and ordinances in Israel. To get at the significance of this verse, let's think about who Ezra is, where Israel is, and what the people of God need. Who Ezra is, where Israel is, and what the people of God need. The commentator continues, Ezra is an Israelite, a descendant of Aaron, a priest. He is a member of the people of God, and he descends from those charged with standing between God and the people of Israel. His forefathers ministered at the temple and taught the Bible to God's people, but God's people broke the covenant. The temple was destroyed and the people were exiled to Babylon. Ezra, who as a priest was called to be holy, is not in the clean realm at the holy place. Rather, he is in an exile period. Note how verse 9 says, He began the going up from Babylon. Not only was Ezra not at the temple, he was in Babylon the capital of the evil empire, serving the king of the evil empire, the enemy of God and captor of his people. So Ezra is a priest called to be not just clean, but holy, and he is in a seat of the unclean realm. Now, I love this commentary, so I'm just going to keep reading. I'm reading from the Christ-Centered Exposition series, and this book is entitled Exalting Jesus in Ezra and Nehemiah, written by James M. Hamilton, Jr., edited by David Platt, Daniel Akin, and Tony Merida. Hamilton continues by writing, What do the people of God need? The people of God need to be liberated from bondage, gathered for a march on the land, led through the wilderness to the land of promise, and reestablished. They need an army, walls, a military, and a great leader, a king from the line of David, and they need to subject the nations to the reign of Yahweh. So if you were a priest, the commentator continues, in the unclaimed realm, wanting to see God's people liberated from Babylonian captivity and established as the reigning power in the world, how would you pursue that agenda? If that's your goal, liberate these people, become a powerful nation, would you do what Ezra did? He writes, would you set your heart to study the Torah, do it, and teach its statutes? Does that strike you as the most effective way to accomplish what God has called you to do? Ezra, evidently, thought that what he needed most was to know the Bible, do the Bible, and teach the Bible. Ezra evidently believed that 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 was the best way to pursue God's agenda. Ezra evidently thought the best way to pursue the kingdom was to set his heart to know, do, and teach the Torah, the commentator concludes. And I think that's so radical, but I, I believe it with every ounce of my being. I love God's word. And there's a lot of reasons why I love it. It captures my attention. It stimulates, it stimulates my mind, but it's simple and clear when I need help or direction. Augustine once said, the Bible is shallow enough for a child not to drown, yet deep enough for an elephant to swim. And I believe that. And I'm confident Ezra believed that because Ezra knew that following God's instruction was the key to his success. It was the key to God's people succeeding, and for so long, they'd neglected that. I'm confident that this is true, that we need God's word, and it's one of the best things for us. And even though my job is to help lead Join the Journey and do this podcast, if I'm really honest, and I think if all of us are really honest, it's not always easy to treat the Bible as valuable as it really is. I'm human. 
I can procrastinate. I want to snooze my alarm. I know how to skim. I know how to check a box. I know how much easier it is to turn on worship music or a podcast on the way to on the way to work. It's much it's much easier to listen to a podcast on the go than it is to get up earlier and read my Bible myself first. But when I when I do that, when I make those poor choices, I miss out on what Ezra God. As Hebrews 4.12 tells us, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. You want to be like Ezra and lead people to Jesus? You want to be like Ezra and lead God's people toward what's right and holy? Do I want to be the kind of leader who relies on godly wisdom or the kind of leader who relies on worldly wisdom? That's the decision Ezra made. He decided that all worldly wisdom was going to fall by the wayside and he was going to fully rest. He was going to reside in God's word. And when you really think about it, it makes sense because Ezra said, I'm going to get to know the all-powerful, almighty God of the Bible through the Bible, and he is our help. Ezra understood John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him not anything made that was made in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That's John 1, 1 through 4. And now, I don't know to what extent Ezra knew about Jesus or, or believed about Jesus, but what I do know with certainty is that Ezra's actions can lead us to believe that Ezra understood that there was a life to be found in the Word of God and that it was key to overcoming darkness. And I want us to end there today because I think if that reality set in more, if we, if we more regularly thought about this reality that in our Bibles, in our hands, we are able to know we are, we are holding the key to overcoming darkness, that we might know Jesus the ultimate victor, if, if we really let that reality soak in, how much more would we open our Bibles? How much more would we encourage others to open their Bibles with us? And how much more would we know God? Ezra set his heart to study, to do, and to teach. And the question is, will we do the same? As we get closer to kicking off Join the Journey 2024, or even just starting the book of Nehemiah, who can you invite to read along with us? That's all we've got time for today. But as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.